I'm here with Michael in the car. He's been learning new dance rhythms and dance moves, which I really admire him for taking time out and coming here to a country he doesn't speak the language, jumping in and participating. One of the things that I'm always intrigued by, partly for my own life, but it has to do with the combining or the intertwining of travel and creativity and how travel can obviously inspire us, we see things. But I'm always intrigued people who, like yourself, you've come here for a month. That's a significant amount of time. It's, it's no, you're not going to get fluent in Wolof, but it's more than just being, you're not a tourist anymore. You're participating, you're learning, you're contributing. You're kind of near the end of your month. Just want to hear your thoughts about travel and creativity or what you feel you've learned here, maybe that was different than you thought when you came, like you had this idea, oh, I'm going to do this, that, and you know, how, maybe when you go back, how you plan on continuing or whatever comes to mind. Yeah. I remember thinking this before, I think traveling maybe in Brazil a long time ago, that that a month is maybe the minimum it really takes to kind of get past the surface of a place, to break through. I feel like that's what happened for me this time, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm at the end now, and now it's the last weekend, last couple of days, and all of a sudden, so much blossomed, and so many new relationships and people that I met. I just discovered a lot more activity and culture and communities, and it took four weeks, though, to just, like, kind of being patient and letting, you know, things have a timeline, so letting just there be space and time for relationships to develop and for things to happen. The first week, I hardly left the house. <laughs> and I was really just like developing my relationship to the house and to the people in it. And then it was like each next week is exponential. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, oh, I wish I'd been where I'm at now four weeks ago, but mm -hmm. it takes time. And I definitely would take away just the social kind of network. Here is a lot, people are kind of more reliant on that social network. In the, in the U.S., you can kind of get by isolating yourself a lot easier and being more superficial with people. And here, it's like people really use their relationships with each other to get their needs met, whether it's to find someone who knows someone who's going to the same town as them so they can get a ride or who knows about an event they need to go to or whatever it is. It's the grapevine, someone, if someone says they'll do something here, they really take responsibility for you then and they'll mm -hmm. make sure it like happens. So that's an interesting perspective. <clears throat> you articulate it very well. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So it's like inspiring for sure for me to kind of do that more back home and like invest more in my relationships and take more responsibility for it. And kind of some of it's, I think, intention and authenticity really like walking your talk with people and mm -hmm. not being superficial like if you care about a relationship then you really take it responsibility for it and you don't just say you're close to people if you're not going to do that no and i feel right. like here people aren't just out of the blue friendly necessarily like they aren't just smiling at you on the street or anything but once you start to give yourself, I've noticed, once you start to try and start to ask questions, start to like... You and you've know, been learning some Wolof and getting yeah, your French back and yeah, everything definitely. to jump in. And so it's like, yeah, people become exponentially really receptive and they have mm -hmm. that hospitality. Yeah, it's just incredible. The Taranga of yeah, Senegal. Taranga. Next thing you know, they're not letting you stop eating. and <laughs> It's like meal after meal. But yeah, 
It's so generous here too. And I feel like I don't, I'm naturally not that generous because I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know, youngest child. and <laughs> Just everyone gave you stuff. Yeah, like all this, everything that like nurtured me as a young kid, like growing up in a baby was like not for being generous. <laughs> and then so coming here, it's so hilarious and divine that I came to a place that seems to be the most generous mm-hmm. place I've ever been in the world and so to really inspire me to try and realize like giving more to people makes me feel more connected to them. Not That's, like I'm losing yeah. anything. It's like I'm gaining something when I give to people that I actually care about and want mm-hmm. to give something to. How did you get inspired to make this trip? By the dancing, mm-hmm. for sure. So by our dance, the last two years, I kind of discovered it for the first time. Because um, I'm a dancer, I dance in Portland. And then I went, I don't know, I think as a dance company came through Portland. I think it was Ron Brown from New York. They did a workshop, mm-hmm. and some of the movements in it was Sabar inspired. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like super strictly Sabar. And then I went to New York and took like two Sabar classes, and I just noticed all the movements were with big long arms and really fast and really intricate rhythms. And I am really lanky, and mm-hmm. I have a lot of rhythm because I'm a drummer compared to like a lot of other dancers. So I was like, oh, this is so my style, and I loved it. So that was like the big initial motivator for me wanting to go to Senegal and then the talking drum to the Tama so I met Masamba and so that was like a whole nother window into Senegalese culture I was like oh wow this man and this drum I love this drum and then the dance I've already been loving can you imitate the drum oh yeah like that's it how did you decide? Did you have time off? No, I had to take some work awesome because I teach a lot. Like I teach at a community college. And so I had to take this full term off and just take a month off. So, mm-hmm. And same with another class, I had to take the whole term off. But then I had other classes and things and gigs that just I didn't book until I got back. And the other classes that were able to have a sub for, mm-hmm. for a few weeks. So, so that's cool. And then I ended up, I applied for a grant too, a professional development grant from the Portland's Regional Arts and Culture Council. Uh-huh. And they awarded me the grant, which helped pay for the flight and plus a little more, plus like a hundred bucks or something. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So that was awesome. That You'd was a huge Send them a little help. video back. Yeah. Like, this is what I've been doing. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I got to figure out how to track in receipts here is like impossible. I'm just going to figure that out and make my own ledger or something. But yeah, so hopefully, and I don't know when I'll be back, but I do want to come back. So I have to figure something out. Teacher that you've been studying with here, you mentioned the, yesterday or something this morning that you taught them some classes or some workshops, and they you've been taking workshops from them. Wonderful interplay, yeah. cross inspiration. Yeah, so I was luckily connected with uh, a woman named Hadi, Hadi Baji, I believe is her last name. Um, and she's one of the directors of Bakalama which is a dance company here. It's kind of traditional, contemporary. So I was taking lessons with her for a week in Sabar. She learned about my dance background and specializing in like urban dance and hip-hop styles and wanted me to teach a workshop for her company to, for them to be more diverse mm-hmm. and broad. And then she had a, a death in the family after that first week. So then I ended up finishing so my second week with lessons from dancers from her company, which is great to have different perspectives because it's one of those yeah. cultural kind of street dance style sabar where everyone, you know, does it a little differently or comes from a different place with it. 
But yeah, but so then I gave a workshop in locking, like oh. a funk style from LA to their company. And, and it was awesome. They were really challenged by it. Similarly, like I'm challenged by Savar. And it was great to be a teacher and student with the same group of people. And yeah, and to share that with them. And so now, and we're talking about something in the future, hopefully. Maybe in 2020, we can figure out a different grant for uh-huh. to exchange with the company. Or maybe I would come here and teach them a big choreographic piece for a show. And one of them would come to Portland to teach my company a big piece. Hadi's husband is the, the director, manager of the cultural center Blesengor. That really is this amazing place that's so diverse. Every evening there's like some bar, hip-hop, step dancing, djembe dancing, uh-huh. rollerblading, skateboarding, all kinds of stuff. And he's talking about doing a dance festival in 2020. And so we're oh, see if we can coordinate like a grand project maybe for that. I'm going to teach leading up to that or something. Cross, inshallah. Inshallah. Cross my fingers for you. Yeah, totally. It's all just ideas right now. I just love how from a couple things you saw, then it came to this, and then you build more relationships and just feed the creativity. and. Yeah. Yeah. And those relationships come back to the States too. Like some of them... Some of the people I've met here have family in the U.S. Like, Alex Masamba lives most in the U.S. now, but the keyboard player, Poppy, so I connected with his brothers in Vegas, which is not too far from Portland, that's hours. And so it'd be great to connect with him next time I go to Vegas, because he's a core player for Cirque du Soleil oh. for 15 years. Yeah, and there's some great Sabar teacher in San Francisco, dance teacher, apparently. So there's people around. New worlds opening up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, thanks, Michael. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs>